Hello and welcome back to Oh Dear Lore. I'm Craig. I'm Jessica. Hey guys, we've actually missed you. I know that y'all haven't missed us because we've had episodes coming out every <laughs> week, but it's actually been two weeks since me and Jessica have recorded. Oh my god. I know. It's, it's... how you're doing. How you doing, Creighton? <laughs> I am doing so good, Jess. My car is fixed. Like oh, everything's yeah. coming together. Life is good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how's your life? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> hey, we're here. This is what I have fun doing. I love it. So I'm, I'm, it's good right now. Right. And we absolutely love coming back to you guys with more episodes and sharing our passion, which is telling stories because oh, that's yeah. what we love to do. So if you like us and you want to reach out to us, you can always find us at ohdearlore at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dear underscore lore on Twitter and oh dear lore 8 on Instagram and we post updates fun <laughs> little random things I have a meme generator that I have a great time using on our Instagram like that one of me doing the seal impression oh my god <laughs> yes Nate was Nathan was like watching it and Nate's like I can't stop watching it for some reason and I was like I don't I can't either at this point I watch that more than you know I want you to know that Adam pulls it up occasionally and goes <laughs> remember you did this and, and I'm like you let me post it you know what I, I asked permission <laughs> I know I even watched it before you posted it and I was like that's some funny shit and then after it was posted I was like Oh, yeah, that's just out there now. Uh, <laughs> when you post on the internet, it's like you're publishing it. So, yeah. You know, you know what? I'm, I'm okay. You're going to be famous one day and be like, it's going to be one of those things that they pull up five years from now. I'm like, you did this and we want an apology. What I'd absolutely, Canceled. What I'd absolutely love to do, though, mm -hmm. I would love to be one of those people that gets put in the gifts that gets sent in text messages to oh people to where they're just like, so how's work going? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you going to be the next Grumpy Cat? I hope not. Oh, I heard it died. I'm too friendly. Uh, it did. It was really sad. Why did I tell you that? I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. So. Don't die. Uh, guys, as you know, we're still in the month of November. Yes. In fact, the episode that you're hearing today should be like November the 17th, I believe. And so when Jessica and I started to do this podcast, we went ahead and for the month of November, we wanted to talk about the Native Americans and the different parts and aspects of it because of the fact that it is Native American Heritage Month. So Jessica, I've got a question for you. Okay. I don't know if you've heard the news this week. I uh, Probably not. But the president has announced that he's not getting rid of Native American Heritage Month. That's been said. It's not happening. But he had decided to heap another layer on this month already. Mm. And he is calling it American History and Founders Month. And there's a lot of people outraged on the internet because, well, I mean, obviously, right. because they feel it's trying to overshadow Native American history. What do you feel about it? I feel that to add Native, or to say American History Month on top of it wouldn't have been so bad. But when you put founders on top of it, which, you know, the Native Americans were here first. Right. They are the founders, right. honestly. So, but why don't you do it on the 4th of July? Like, July. Make July it. Right. And I also, yeah. I, I feel that there's another layer here. Like, 
when people say, I don't understand why people are mad, I completely understand why I people are I completely understand. Because originally when they declared this as Native American Heritage Month, it was supposed to be a celebration of their culture, their myths, their past, their history. And now you're adding it because it is true that American history has long been celebrated through Thanksgiving and other things in November. But when you make it official like that, you're not only celebrating this wonderful different group right. of cultures that are the Native Americans, but you're also celebrating a lot of their oppressors that actually came over here and forced them out of their own lands well, at we, the same time. We need to keep in mind how in school we're kind of taught this happy-go-lucky story about the first Thanksgiving. Right, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, but... We're going to talk about that in our Thanksgiving episode. I'm going to get kind of messy here, okay? Okay. I'm going to get messy here, but I'm going to say, if you are okay with him putting that over, uh, what did you say? It was Native American History Month, right? It's Native American Heritage Heritage Month. Month. Right, so if it celebrates the full culture. If you're okay with him blanketing that with for American History and Founders Month, then you should be okay for them doing it to Black History Month as well. And that is not okay. It's no. not okay. You see what I'm saying? All right, I mean... Because we set aside these months because they are cultures that are not commonly taught in school. Right. You get little bits like, I mean, we're all taught about Martin Luther King Jr. Right. Um, but you don't get like an, an overviewed detail account until February. Right. Like that's the only time in school I can remember getting And one. then other, you know, other African American people in history as well. Right. And so I, I feel like if you, if you think that it's okay to do it, this, but you don't think it's okay or that it's a little messy to do it in February, I think you kind of missing the point. Right. I think they should both be held tightly and clean, you know, and should be kind of treasured. Separately. Exactly. Right. Um, there's so many months out of the year and... They like, don't have like that, a heritage or something connected exactly. to Exactly. And like I said, you know, Independence Day, that'd be a great time to have American history and founders. Right. I just doesn't. It doesn't even make sense. And I don't think. From that. I don't think that July is like a heritage or anything. Because I think like it's either October or September that's Filipino heritage. Well, either or Pacific Island. I'm really, I'm really not sure actually. Um, and that goes. That I mean, that kind of proves right. my point. You know. Um, but if they, he's okay with blanketing something on top of this month, what does it matter if there's something in July? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You're correct. I mean, we're not a political... Com- you know what? We need to make another podcast where we can talk politics. Oh, yeah. We're, we should just call it Ask Creighton and Jess. Oh, my gosh. And each week we get a question. And one of us asks and the other just rants. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Mm. We'll call it Messy Mondays. How about that? Oh, my God. Hey, I would love to have a Messy Monday. If you guys are seriously into this, we sh- let us know, man. I will make this happen because I'm getting excited. Just thinking about it. Or if you're not into it, also let us know because we get lonely and no one talks <laughs> to us. Uh. Oh, my God. <sighs> oh, so I actually think that starting off with the announcement that the president had decided this, um, me and Jess had already decided previously around Columbus Day that we wanted to talk about the true history behind American exploration that you're not normally getting. Right. And so, uh, going forward, this week is going to talk about the explorers of America when it was first found by Europeans. And next week, we're actually going to talk about some of the original colonists of the New World. 
So, I love it. Uh, we did not plan this around the announcement, but we're going to go with it because it was already planned and we're going to talk about the real history behind these things. Right. So, with that being said, Jess, are you excited to hear what I have for us today? I'm excited. Thank you for having Ollie. I'm glad that we had that little conversation before. I enjoyed that actually. Me too. An intelligent conversation. I, I, I love to have those. I know. I don't have them often, so I like it when we're together. <laughs> well, you should try to leave the house, Jess. Uh, well. Because Nathan can't be there all day to have intelligent conversations I, I with you. I talk to my dog. That's why. We talk crap about a lot of people. <laughs> Me and my dogs do, too, all really? the time. <laughs> more would probably be the one to reply, though. Oh, yeah. She, no, she, she talks she back to you. But Mara, she'll get frustrated. and She'll go, I don't know. I don't what a messy bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, the explorer that I have today, his name is Panfilo de Narvez. I just realized I didn't look up how to say his last name. I looked up the first one. So, if I'm saying it wrong, please send us an email. It's another episode of words are difficult to pronounce with Jessica and Crate. <laughs> so, he was born in Spain around 1478. Mm -hmm. So, he took part in the Spanish conquests of Jamaica in 1509, and two years later, in 1511, he participated in the conquest of Cuba under the demand, under the command of Diego Valcruz de Cuban, with whom... That was kind of hot how you did that. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I loved that. <laughs> I was about to say, don't judge me, but if it's hot, judge away. Hey! Uh, you gotta tell Adam to listen to this later. Well, he was related to Diego. So, he led the expeditions into the eastern end, eastern end of the island with his company, and he was actually the one who presided over the infamous massacre of the Canano, where Spanish troopers put to the sword a village full of Indians who had come to meet them with offerings of food. So then, in 1519, Hernan Cortes, Mm -hmm. led an expedition to Mexico that would eventually result in the overthrow of the entire Aztec Empire. I figure we'll talk about that one day, yeah. so not going to go into detail here. Right. And in 1520, Diego, the governor of Cuba now, uh, he did not wish to see that Cortes succeed, so he sent Navarez after him to the head of a large expedition of ships and Spanish troops with instructions to bring Cortes back alive or dead. He didn't care. Just bring him back. So, Narvez uh, left, and he went to where Cortez had left behind a small garrison and set out the rest of men for the Aztec capital of Tenochtitlan. Oh, mm. all right. <laughs> so, when the news that he had reached the shore reached Cortez, he uh, Cortez gathered his troops and returned to the coast, and it caused an entire battle. And it is the Battle of Simpola. Simpola. Yeah. So on May the 28th, 1520, with a large force of more than a thousand Spanish soldiers, the two conquistadors clashed at Simpola near present-day Veracruz, and Cortes won. Many of Navarra's soldiers deserted before and after the battle and joined Cortez. So not a good idea at the time, I guess. <laughs> right. Jeez. So Navarra was actually put into jail in the port of Veracruz for the next two years. In the meantime, a deadly disease of smallpox spread from a carrier in the Navarra's party to the native population of New Spain, which means that he is the one who brought smallpox to the New World. 
or into the Aztec Empire. Pretty much killed them off too, didn't it? It killed like dozens upon dozens of them, and it actually spread all the way into South America and killed off entire cultures of people. What? That we are just now rediscovering. What a turd! <laughs> so, Cortez remained there, and he controlled his uh, control over the entire expedition. That way he could go after the gold. Because this was all after gaining some of the wealth and riches from the area. Hmm. So, after Navarez was released, he returned to Spain. And he convinced, he was convinced that there was more wealthy empires like the Aztecs to the north. Which we know what's north of Mexico. Yeah. America. Well. <laughs> I knew that. Technically Canada, because Mexico used to be all the way yeah, up towards it. But modern day. America! Yay! So, America. he mounted an expedition that was doomed to become one of the most monumental failures in history. So, Navarre's got permission from King Charles V of Spain to mount an expedition into Florida. Florida. Yep. He set sail in April 1527 with five ships and about 600 Spanish soldiers and adventurers. The word of riches earned by Cortez and his men made finding volunteers real easy because everybody's like, sign me up for that shit. Yeah. So, he sailed from Spain with five vessels and 600 men, but when he reached the West Indies, nearly one-fourth of his uh, men refused to go any further. Mm. Then, two of the vessels with 70 men on board were lost in a hurricane, just never to be found again. They, they probably died. Right. So, on accounts of these misfortune, he could not go on his voyage until he could get more vessels and more men. So the next spring, he again set sail, and on April the 15th, 1528, he entered a bay just north of what is now Tampa Bay. Huh. So. That's so weird to think that the places we know now were where this happened, you know what I mean? Right, well, and he came after Ponce de Leon. Yeah. Had already explored parts of Florida. Right. So he had not looked for any great resistance from the natives, but he soon found out that they were very different from the gentler natives of the West Indies, like the island natives. Right. The ones in Florida were not nearly as friendly. Do you know what they had to live with? All those darn snakes and all? And the gators? Alligator. Yeah, no. Like, they had to be, like, vigilant. Yeah, it's Australia of America. Oh my god, you're freaking right. Yeah, weird shit happens. Nobody knows how, nobody knows why. You just blew my mind. <laughs> we're gonna make a meme of that. That's gonna be on the Instagram. That's gonna be on merchandise later. Florida, Florida, the, the Australia, Australia of America. It's true. I'm sorry. You just blew my mind. Go ahead. <laughs> that was iconic. Go ahead. So, uh, Navarez decided that he would march with his greater number of his men along the coast until he could reach the large bay of Murillo, which he had discovered. And there were ships with, hundred, with 100 men on board were to meet him. But Navarez and the men with him never saw the ships again. The ships reached the bay, anchored, and waited in vain for the leader and his forces. Then after cruising and searching along the coast for a year, they sailed to Mexico. Because they didn't have time to wait for him, I guess. <laughs> so, they were searching for gold. So a few days after landing, Navarez and his men went to march north. He met some Indians wearing gold ornaments, and he asked where the gold came from. And the Indians pointed to the north and said, Apache, Apache. They Apache made or Apache? A-P-A-L-A-C-H-E-E. -E. So it's not like Apache, what we Apachale? usually do. Apache? 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 
comment, <laughs> send us a message, we don't know. Right. Well, they made signs, and the Spaniards supposed a great deal of the gold would be found. And the Indians probably meant the golden, uh, the gold region of Georgia near the headwaters of the Appalachian. Appalachian, that's the oh, damn word I'm looking for. Like Appalachian, maybe? No, like Appalachian. Oh. The river. Oh, the river yeah. Appalachian. Oh. That, that is where it's supposed to be. I feel like an idiot right now. I do too. I was sitting here going, what is that word I've done typed? Uh, what? <laughs> what is this? So, the, uh, the Spaniards thought they meant a village oh. near to the Appalachian uh, Indians on the lake Alicosoki. That sounds, that sounds close. Sounds close to me. It sounds close enough. Uh, not far from where Tallahassee is now. <laughs> Ooh. I can say that word there just fine. <laughs> so, it was a long, hard march, and when the end was reached, Appalachia was found to only be a very small Indian village with no gold or splendor of any kind. They were a mound village. So, the other villages were not far away, and so Navarez decided that he was going to go there. And he made his headquarters at one of the largest villages, which is on the present site of Tallahassee itself. Mm -hmm. So, he remained there for several weeks, and the Indians, all the while, trying to get rid of him. First, a kind of irregular war was made upon the invaders. Then the Indians tried a more successful plan of saying that their land was poor and not worth having. <laughs> but the nine-day journey to the sea was a town called Atut, where plenty of provisions could be gotten. Since no gold could be found, provisions were not to be dispensed. So, Navarez could think of nothing better to do than go to Acute. This meant to, this must have been near the bay of the Apalachicola. Yep. <laughs> I had to sit in there and think if that was the right way to say it, but it is. Hmm. Here was another disappointment, for a toot was reached <laughs> only to find that the natives had burned the village to the ground and fled, like They're, Russia in the winter. They make me sad. Like, the Native Americans are, like, so funny right now. Like, I know. No, we right? suck. You don't want any of this, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, and then when he's marching on them, burn it. Hey, they're kind of, it's kind of bad. Like, that A, for real. Yeah, no, I mean, it was smart. So, I love, they're such, that's just troll, they're trolling him. <laughs> they're straight up trolling him. So, Denaro was now sick at heart and longed to escape from a land where he had met <laughs> with such great many fortunes. Many of his men had died of disease. Oh a God. lot of them had been killed by Indians. And they were starving because they had no provisions because the place where they were going to get provisions was burned down to the ground by the Native Americans. Good job, though. So they decided they couldn't wait any longer for the boats that were supposed to pick them up, the same boats that went up and down the coast for a year looking for them. Yeah. So they got to work making boats, and they were going to sell either to Mexico or Cuba, which yeah. Cuba would have been a lot closer, would have set myself there. Right. So this wasn't an easy thing to do. Because no one there was experienced with any of the materials around them to make boats. Oh my god. So, the men felt driven by necessity and they all set to work. Deer were killed and bellows were made from the skins. And fortunately, there was a blacksmith in the party who forged bolts and nails from the swords and other arms. So now they don't even have weapons because they've melted them down to make bolts and nails. 
So why? <laughs> this was stupid. Yeah. This was just dumb. Cordage was made from palmetto fibers and horse tails and manes, and the men gave of their clothing for sales along with the deer skins. So <laughs> they worked really hard for a few weeks on this vessel. That they did. That they did. And in the latter part of September, the party embarked, hoping to reach Mexico. Once again, Cuba way closer. Way closer. But misfortunes greater than anything they had met with were in store for them. What? One boat was wrecked near Pensacola. Two <laughs> were lost at Santa Rosa. And while the boat that carried Navarez, after reaching Padero, was blown out to sea and never heard of again. You know, I lived in Santa Rosa. For did a while. you? I did when I was a little girl. Sure did. Well, yeah. He was there. That's so weird. I yeah, know, right? What a dummy, though. He is a dummy. Well, his boat drifted off to sea, and none of them were ever heard from again, the boat he was in. Oh, my God. So his soldiers finally made it to Galveston Island in Texas. That was Texas. probably the best, though, that they got away from him. Because oh, he's, he's not a great leader. So, I, th I think they said around 40 men made it to Galveston Island. What, he had, like, how many before? Like, 600? He'd start off with 600. Jesus. And after a very cold winter, with no food, only 15 of them survived. And in the spring, <laughs> the men traveled west by land from Texas, walking along the Colorado River through deserts of modern-day New Mexico and Texas before well, they finally reached civilization in 1536. To be fair, they were close to Mexico. <laughs> by that time, by yeah. By that time, <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to give some motivation. So, out of the 15, only four of them made it to Mexico. Oh my god. <laughs> so. He I is, bet they felt like champions, though. He is also blamed for what they call the black legend of the Spanish. Okay. So, a black legend is supposed to be the inverse of a golden legend. Okay. And a golden legend is like the height of civilization. These wonderful master people who did wonderful works and were astute and intelligent. And the black legend Spanish is the exact opposite. They were supposed to be these murderous brutes who came and raped the land and killed people and did villages. And people like him are actually why a lot of Europe and almost all the Native Americans saw Europeans and the especially the Spanish in this light. Mm. Now, there were a lot of other countries doing similar shit. Well, it didn't help. To them, white man was white man at that point. They're not taking a right. chance. But the him? Spanish were said to be especially brutish. Yeah. And so that's where the whole black legend part of it comes in. Now, I got this actually from real sources. Oh, really? Like, I didn't just go to Wikipedia and find it. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> So that may or may not be what I did. Some of the places I went was thethoughtco.com, and I did the whole biography of Penfilo. Uh -huh. I had legendsofamerica.com, once again, looking for him. I also went to the uh, univer the University of South Florida.edu. Yeah, and credible looked through sources. There. Right. Yeah. And then the black legend came from Wikipedia. Hmm. <laughs> Like, I didn't say I didn't use Wikipedia. <laughs> I just said I had other sources. I do a little of everything, honestly. Yeah. But I, if, if I were to sit here and say that I don't use Wikipedia, I'd be a liar. But I want to say before anyone's like, eh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia does show sources, and you can click on any of those links, too, at the bottom. Mm -hmm. 
I don't care what anyone in high school told me. I did do that. <laughs> Just saying. I did that in high school. I clicked I on too. the links and went to the original page. I did it in FCCLA. Yeah, a lot. Oh, yeah. So we had to talk about nutrition that time. I don't know nothing about nutrition. Look at me. Plus, we were high school students. We were eating nutritious. <laughs> no, we had the worst black cafeteria. We, but me and you also just filled up on junk food anytime that we could get. <laughs> we still do. We skipped class to go to General's Cafe a lot. Or at least I did. <laughs> which is, if y'all didn't know. I did a few times. We only have one restaurant in our town that we grew up in. And it was right there by the school. So that's what we did. Yeah. But, sorry. But that was really cool. Um... I got frustrated for them, honestly. I know, like, honestly, and I think the most amazing thing is, like, a lot of times when you're taught in history about Native American interactions, mm -hmm. it's almost this brutish culture that either A, was just violent and the people had to fight back, or B, they were violent and the people just went ahead and eradicated them. Right. But here you can clearly see they were smart enough to outwit the Spaniards oh there. Oh my god, that is so funny though when they're like, no man, this place sucks, you don't want right. nothing to do here. Like right. that tripped me out. And I love and just that all-around thought process that they had because you don't get to see that in American history books much. Yeah, well a lot of times we hear, and I hate it, but it, it's a lot of times we do hear when we, you hear about the history. I just said that weird. But anyway, you know what I mean. Like, you always hear about how Native Americans were like always killed in the battle, and they always were the losers. It's, it just seems like how, that's how we paint them a lot. Well, they you also have to remember often, that the winners write the history. Exactly. That's what we discussed in the first episode, right. and that's true. And so, with that being said, it's just kind of nice to... It's just they're trolling them. They are, <laughs> they are freaking trolling them. It was so good, and you know, it paid off. So this week... On American History and Founders Month, we talk about the outsmarting <laughs> of the colonists by American historic figures, the Native Americans. Well, with that being said, <laughs> I am going to talk about who Christopher Columbus. Who, Ooh, let me pull up my wine. I don't like him. I don't. Well, there's a, I would I, judge you if you said he's my hero. Well, it was frustrating for me when I, of course, I knew the bad as I got older. Mm -hmm. But when we first read about him back in what third grade? Yeah, the main thing we learned was Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Yeah, I didn't read that. Uh, oh, you didn't? I mean, I know what you're talking about. There's Maybe like that a, was just a me thing. There's like a drawing, and it had like that yeah. blue writing beside. It. I remember that, but I didn't. I didn't remember that. But like he was like, oh my god, he, he's, he's this cool guy who was like an explorer and he like found America. Which, you know, or he was like the first person to find America. And I'm like, Except well, for all the people who were already here. Right, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But And he didn't even set foot in America. Yeah. He actually, he was more in like... Cuba, was it? Yeah, that? it was like Cuba, um, Jamaican Republic was one of them too. There was multiple little islands, but he didn't really like... Like a mainland America. Yeah, he didn't like show up in Alabama one day. Like, what up? How you doing? You know. But I actually thought he was Portuguese, but apparently he's Italian. Didn't know that. I thought he was Portuguese. I never thought about it. Oh well, I read he was Italian. So he's. I mean, like that sounds right. Like a name like Christopher and Columbus doesn't yeah. sound Spanish or Portuguese. Well, and uh, he he was pretty pronounces a lot of, when a lot of you see like in Spanish it's like Columbo is how they pronounce yeah. it 
but it says that he was an Italian explorer who completed four trips across the Atlantic that made room for colonization and the conquest of North America, or the New World, pretty much. You know, and yeah. so they kept calling it the New World. It wasn't North America. It wasn't anything, really. Um, so, well, first of all, to have North America, you had to have a South one, don't you? I guess so. And they didn't know about it either. Yeah, no, they didn't. I guess that, that's probably best that they didn't, but, yeah. He was actually trying to find a passage to the East Indies and was so confident in his abilities that he referred to the indigenous people that he met as Indians. And it's so funny, or not funny, but funny, that we still refer to them as Indians today. Well, what I find really funny is that when people realize, oh, wait, this isn't the East Indies. Well, what should we call it? The West Indies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, good going. I. Yeah, well, he's... He's so arrogant. Like, I actually read some things that he, like, you know, he wrote books for his mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll name them and talk about them too, but he, he, like, about how great he was, you know? Oh, like, they were self-promoting books? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Of him and his brothers and his sons, and um, so he was so arrogant that, though he did discover this whole new world, a whole new world, you know? Um, this was a big find, whether you like him or not. It was a huge find. <laughs> right. However, it wasn't what he set out to do. And he actually was not, he never admitted that he didn't do what he set out to do. He never out, out loud said it. And, um, which I find so funny that that's actually recorded. Someone was like, yeah, this homeboy won't even admit to this, you know? Right. But, um, he was born before, at least before October 31st of 1451. Which, so we don't really have an exact date, but we do know he died around the age of 54. Right. You know, and um, in one of his journal, it is said that he began sailing at the age of 10, which that's really young. That's, well... Not for a cabin boy, I maybe guess. Maybe not. Well, his parents, like, his parents weren't bad off or anything. He wasn't born, like, low class necessarily. And right. I don't know if like you consider upper it. middle class? Yeah, it was like, they, like, spun wool to make threads, stuff like that, you know, kind of merchanty. Oh, yeah. I'm not really sure where that sat at the time. I guess I could have looked into that, but I. But I'm just saying, like, I was more I mean, concerned about him. If, if they were craftsmen, then I would definitely think they'd either be like middle middle class or like lower middle class. I guess it depends there. on did they Alcohol. sell to the rich, yeah, yeah, and so on. But I mean, he was he, he was he was leaving his family around ten, going sailing. I don't think it really affected him all that much. Yeah, but, getting some of his mama's polyester money. Exactly. <laughs> He was actually one of four children, and I'm not naming his brothers because they are turds. They are part of the issues that he had, you know. Didn't one of his brothers report him, though? No, uh, I mean, I'm sure you're going to get to that later. Actually, I'm right now about to get to <laughs> Oh, okay. Hey, wait. Sorry. It's okay. So, like, in the past, he was considered some sort of hero, like kind of what I was talking earlier. You know, all you knew is he was just, like, this great person who did this, but he was actually... He, he was actually a big doo-doo head, hmm. a dookie head. So, like, following his first voyage, he was born in a viceroy, vicaroy, whatever, and governor of the Indies. Oh! Yeah. And so, <laughs> he was actually, uh, it also entailed, by the way, it entailed the administration of the colonies in the island of Hispaniola, whose capital was established in San Domingo, Dominican Republic, which is where I went to. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I was sitting here, and I thought you said Visigoths for a minute. No. I was like, he wasn't a Visigoth. No. Uh, I, but I realize how dumb I am. No. Uh, shut up. I'll which, 
to be fair, I've got one question about the Dominican Republic. Okay, good. The Dominican Republic shares an island with Haiti, correct? Yes, okay. yes. I want to make sure I had that right. Uh, I actually was there two years ago, and I actually got, got to go see Santa Domingo. It's beautiful, by the way. But it's so funny. Of course, you know, I went to go see his quote-unquote gravesite, and we'll talk about that. Um, people either love him or hate him, and it's so weird to me how many years later people still, like, look up to this dude. Well, it's weird. I, I think it really depends on, like, the history and what you're taught about it. Because, like, when you're taught the full history, I don't think you can say, well, he was a great guy. But you would think there... Because that's where a lot of were. So he was governor there, and so he, that's where he got to be that jerk, that jerk face. And so right. why would they not? I don't know. Well, it was weird. I would like to say one thing about it. Yeah. Winners write the history. Yes, I know. But and that may be one of the reasons. Yeah, maybe so. And of course, I guess it's easier to think a certain way about something when you weren't there to experience it. Oh, it time definitely clouds judgment. Yeah. Well. Mm. Well, there was actually um, <laughs> there was actually a forty-eight page list of complaints <laughs> of the things he did. Really? Yeah, and so this includes includes the experiences of around twenty-three people. So twenty-three. So the and it's also really important to notice that these are both people who liked him and didn't like him that were right. talking. So it's not like people were biased. So even the people that were like, "Oh, he's a great leader," are also like. You know, it's kind of sketchy, you know, it's not good. And we're going to talk about what he did. And this is just... I hope so. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's just a few of the things he's done, okay? So, Columbus was... He once punished a man. Columbo once found punished a man found guilty of stealing corn by having his ears and nose cut off and then selling him into slavery. Do you know what the worst part about this is? What? When I hear it, because like when you tell these stories, I picture them in my mind. Right, right. And all I can imagine Columbo doing as the man's having his ears cut is, ooh, look what you made me, me do. Too. Look, look what, what you, you made me do. do. Would, you know what's sad? What? Is I actually thought that when I was writing this. <laughs> look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me on. Uh. I bet that's what he said when the ear oh, went off. Oh my gosh. <gasps> I think it's like, oh, you know. Oh, we should not laugh about that. No. I felt bad. That's funny, not funny. I'm sorry. Are we bad people? I might be. I mean... I might be. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. But I mean, look, some of these things that we talk about are so dark, you have to add some type of humor. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if it's misplaced humor, but... It's probably misplaced humor. We're not laughing to make fun of the victim. We're laughing to kind of lighten it, I guess. Yeah, because we're stupid. We are, we're so stupid. <laughs> we are so stupid. Moving on. So he also, by the way, Bartolomeo. That's one of his brothers. Bartolomeo? Bartolomeo. All right. Bartolome, that's like Bartolomeo, but like Bartol, Bartolomeo, pretty much. Like good more... Spanish swing to it, I guess. <laughs> I don't sure. Know. I've never seen that name before besides his brother. One of his brothers. So, I know what my first child's name's gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna make fun of your child. Cletus. Cletus. <laughs> Sue. I'm gonna I... name my first son Sue. <laughs> A boy named Sue? Is that yep. What? Oh my gosh. I'm. My kid's gonna make fun of your kid. I'm cool with that. Oh, okay. I'm gonna make fun of my kid. Oh, that's... It's how you build a backbone. Oh, that's so mean. You should meet my family. I have met your family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, many times. And if you think Bobby Walton's not going to make fun of him, you are sorely wrong. <laughs> oh. 
I'll be sweet to it then. Because <laughs> Bobby's going to be pretty mean. He was mean to me, but I love Bobby. Everybody does. I love Bobby. Like, everybody loves my father. Sorry, Bartolomeo. 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 So, actually, Columbus congratulated him on, quote-unquote, defending the family. Because <laughs> the So, supposedly, his brother ordered a woman paraded naked through the streets. And a lot of people heard about this. You kind of hear about this. And I always think of how, like, on Game of Thrones, they had What's-Her-Face paraded around. Shame. 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 Even though I can't see that without seeing the family guy. I know. That's what I was thinking. Shame, shame, shame. shame. Then it's freaking quiet. <laughs> I think of that every time. Oh, my God. I, yes, that's what I think of every single time. So, like... <laughs> she was parading around naked through the streets and then had her tongue cut out for suggesting that Columbus was of lowly birth. So, kind of goes back to our discussion earlier, you know. And what, his brother had this done? His brother had it done. Oh, okay. So, he gra- congratulated his brother for protecting the family, remember? So, like, what sort of power did his brother hold on the island? Pretty much too much. You know, like, nothing, really. It's one of those situations. But it's one of those things that Columbus is in charge. Exactly. And so, his brother has the power to do things just by association. Exactly, yeah. Oh, okay. And, um, from what I understood, at least... Because I I had read nothing about them. Like, well, I mean, I read about them, but I didn't read anything significant like that. About yeah, them. like there's they didn't have a title, right? Or, to me, they were just like side characters, or it seemed so. It seemed. Yeah. But like, and, and the thing is, that happens today. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, it's it's just one of those things, and not that much power, but you know what I mean. And so, kind of goes back to what we were discussing about you know were his parents considered lower class or not? Because I mean, that could be why maybe he has like a little bit of a you know, think about that. Don't like being told that he's low or something. Yeah. Like, I've built myself up to this level. Yeah, I mean, well, it hurts your feelings to be called low rent, even well, if you are. I wonder what made her do it. I'm pretty sure she probably saw him being a doo-doo head and was like, yeah. Now, was she bread. one of the natives or was she like a Spanish citizen? She was one of the natives. This is why he was governor. Oh. Okay. So, Columbus also put down native unrest and a revolt. He, so, like... He first he ordered a brutal crackdown in which many natives were killed, and then paraded their dismembered bodies through the streets in an attempt to discourage further rebellion. Which I'll be real, that that'd be a no for me, dog. I'd be like, okay, won't be doing that. Yep. All right, kids, let's go back in. We gotta get back to work in the house. Which I guess is is we look back and we're like, that's that's garbage. That's that's no way to be. But at the time. That right there, as far as like parading their dismembered bodies, was not unheard of. I mean, I would like to point out, it's not normal. It's not normal. Like, it wasn't an everyday thing, but it was not unheard of. You are correct. Well, and it's kind of funny, um, because like, you know, was it the Mayans? Well, I'm pretty sure it was the Mayans. They would like leave the heads on, heads of their, so their enemies could see the heads of their other enemies. Kind of showing, you know, I was thinking about you. Vlad the Impaler. Well, even then, but I was talking about like the the quote unquote savages that they thought was beneath them were doing the things they were doing. But you know, it was okay when they did it. You see what I'm saying? Right. The hypocrisy. Yeah, it's absolutely hypocritical. And so that's why I was like, I find that interesting, should I say. So the question is, did he ever get in trouble? So he kind of, okay. So he actually was governor for seven years and he was forced to step down. He and his brothers were brought back to Spain and were put in jail, okay? So All of his brothers? Him and his brothers, yeah. Okay. All those. And so 
it's important to keep in mind that the king and queen at the time were the ones who were funding his fun time, mm -hmm. you know, his voyages and so on too. And so he actually was like kind of close with them, honestly. Like he went to their personal place and like talked to them and stuff. Well, you also have to remember that I think it was Charles the Fourth had mm -hmm. actually made a decree that no matter what land you went into, you could not mistreat the natives. And I don't remember if he made this before Columbus or after Columbus, because it sounds like it might have been made after Columbus and they said, oh, we, we might should have a rule. And you said uh, this was in the 1500s that he was going, he was like 1540 something, is what you said? Like Columbus? No, yours. Oh yeah, no, now by the time he got there, it was already law in Spain that you cannot mistreat the natives, even though it happened. I actually, he died in like the early 1500s, so it's very possible that it was because of that. Right. It's very popular. We should, that's actually kind of cool. I didn't think of that. So, like, <laughs> so, actually, they put him in jail. Okay, let me tell you. When they got there, they were put in jail for six weeks before King Ferdinand, that's his, you know, that's the king's name, ordered their release. Not long after, the king and queen summoned the Columbus brothers to hear their side of the story. At their, I was, I was like, what? What? You just want to hear that? You know they're going to lie, right? Like, right. I mean, and especially if they've had six weeks. I don't know if they were locked up together, surely, or closely, you know, or could they have gotten a story together? I don't know, but it's, it's frustrating. So, you know, with that being said, so their freedom was restored and so was their wealth. And after much persuasion, um, the king and queen agreed to fund Columbus's fourth voyage, but the door was firmly shut on him ever becoming a governor again. Okay, so, but that's still a slap on the wrist at the end of the day. So, it's more of a, we just don't want you making us live bad situation. Right. You know, and, um, and I wonder, I wonder at the back of my mind, uh, did they, were they more concerned that there would be a revolt if they continuously let someone be a turd to everyone? Right, and I mean, Columbus was also a turd to the other Spaniards. It oh yeah, he was a turd to everybody. He actually was like... Uh, kicked out of Spain at one point for being a douche. Right. So he he was just all around arrogant. I don't know where he got that chip on his shoulder from, but whatever. That's history for you, you know. Right. So talking about his later years, you know, as he got older, he became like increasingly religious as time got by, and also that's I'm called... guessing Catholic. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. So like one thing is they said that his son Diego, his first son, yeah, um, he actually was friends with a monk, and that's probably like the influence, you know. He was around them a lot, you know, and usually it just seemed back then men treasured their first sons the most. They were typically the ones that got, you know, the everything for their inheritance and whatever. So let's we're getting on to his books. Okay, I love this talk. I love talking about the books because I just I read a little bit of them. You know, like I'm not that committed. I'm not gonna read all his books, but there was actually some interesting things there. So he produced two books during his later years: a book of privileges, oh the irony, in 1502, detailing and documenting documenting the rewards from the Spanish crown to which he believed he and his heirs were entitled. Okay, so pretty much I'll get into that in a second too. And then an, a book of prophecies in 1505, in which he considered his achievements. <laughs> as an explorer that they, he felt like he fulfilled a biblical prophecy by being him. <laughs> we'll talk about that. 
Um, I was so fascinated by that because I was like, what is this idiot going to say? But so he eventually would, going back to like that first book, you know, he was like demanding that the Spanish crown give him 10% of all the profits that he made in the new lands, which I kind of feel like you, I get that, I guess, in a business standpoint, but you kind of screwed up a lot in between. Yeah. So, like, if you listen to, like, a lot of historians, they'll tell you, you know, yeah, he was kind of a genius in the sense of he, he just had knew how to find things. Like, he was just one of those lucky dudes for some reason. But a lot of his, like, methods and theories on the world in general and, like, its shape and, and countries and all was, like, way off. You know what I mean? He was great here, then a complete idiot over here. It's not like he was this great, great person who deserved all this money. Well, with that said, um, <laughs> because he had been relieved of his duties as governor, the crown, you know, the king and queen were like, mm, we don't owe you anything, bro. And I kind of like, I agree with that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whatever, you're not going to overthrow the monarch. You can try all you want, bro. So this led to a lot of legal disputes known as the Columbian lawsuits, which followed after his death, his kids, like his or at least his son Diego, the top, the first son. I can't remember his second son's name. He was he was illegitimate, mm-hmm. so he was not quite as important, to be honest. Right. <laughs> Honestly, so he did consider the second one his son, but they you just don't hear much about him because you know, like I said, first one's usually the most important. But so that kept that that went on after his death. So, Which when did he die? He died in May twentieth of fifteen oh six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because what? I found the laws. Did you? Yeah, it was in my research, so that's how I knew about the laws. Yeah. But I didn't put him in story because he didn't get a chance to really abuse Indians besides the wars and things like that. Right. Um, and so I didn't put it in my research, but or I didn't put it in my story, but I have it in my research. Oh, really? What year is it? All right. So, as early as 1512, after the Acts of Columbus. Yeah. The Spanish government became the first and only colonial power to pass laws for the protections of indigenous people. Do you know if it was Ferdinand Isabella? Uh, it doesn't say who it was, but it says it with the laws of Burgos, and it regulated the behavior of Europeans in the New World, forbidding the ill treatment of indigenous people and limiting the power of the encomendos. Uh, which were landovers who received royal grants to recruit remunerated labor, slave labor. Yeah. Um, the laws established a regulated regime of work, pay, provisioning, living quarters, hygiene, and care for the natives in a re- in a reasonably humanitarian spirit. Hmm. Yep. And then, like other laws came in 1513, which was the late complementaries of validity. And uh, it had four new laws added to it. And then in 1542, they expanded to what they called the new laws and amended and corrected the previous body of laws in order to improve their application. Hmm. So, I mean, apparently they learned from their mistakes, at least. Now, whether it was King Ferdinand and his wife or the next the next ruler, they, had, they right. learned from something, apparently. Well, it says that the laws were based off of the Christian faith and they didn't feel that treating um, the natives as Columbus had had anything to do with the Christian faith, so. Well, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I wonder, it seems like when people get older, the, the closer they get to death, and I hate to, like, I don't know, but I think that's probably why he's decided to go become more religious because he had a lot to atone for. 
Oh yeah. Um, I just wish that he'd have done it the correct way instead of being a turd about how great he was. And we're gonna talk about that book, by the way, about this. Um, these what was it the prophecies that he fulfilled? Because okay. I was weirdly fascinated. I was like, let me hear what the dude's gonna say. <laughs> I want to hear it. So this journal kind of talks about the medieval notion that in order for the end of the world or the second coming of Jesus Christ to occur, certain events must first be enacted. So if you are not Christian or you're not religious, you're not familiar with the faith, pretty much when Jesus was rose again on the third day after the crucifixion, he ascended into heaven to return and to sit on the sit beside God until what we refer to as the rapture or the second coming where it'll pretty much bring on the end of the world as we know it. Okay? So just kind of a little background story. So he felt like that he kind of... There's, by the way, also there's like multiple prophecies that that have to happen before the return of Christ. So he felt like he fulfilled some of these things. And, you know, and the thing is, some people actually agree with this. Really? Really. Um, so I'm going to give you a list. There's four things in particular that he wrote about. One, Christianity must be spread throughout the world. So he claimed, oh, by the way, because I told you he got more religious with age. He, he claimed that, <laughs> this is such garbage, but he claimed that that's, that's the best thing about him being a, an explorer and seeing the world. Because he was spreading religion. And I'm like, do you think Jesus would have done any of that? No. No, no. I mean... He spread religion. He just didn't do it in that he didn't, manner. He didn't spread God's love. He spread religion. That's what it was. Right. But nay, nay, no, no. Uh, so he said. He said he claimed that he did that. And then the second one is the Garden of Eden must be found. So it was common belief. Okay, hear me out, because you're giving me like what? <laughs> Look. It was common belief in the Middle Ages that the biblical Garden of Eden must have been on top of a. A mountaintop so that it would have not been affected by the first destruction of the world in Noah's Ark, the flood, the great flood. Okay. Legitimate. Okay, you know. So, upon arriving in Venezuela in 1498, Columbus may have thought that the the crags of Venezuela bore the garden of the Old Testament in the Bible, so Garden of Eden. Which, if y'all don't know, kind of another background story, that's where you hear the story of Adam and Eve. That's where it happened in the Garden of Eden, which was closed off whenever they fell from right. God's graces. That's actually not the oddest theory about the Garden of Eden. It's heard. really not. It's really not. But I just think it's interesting that he thought he found it in Venezuela, which, who knows? Who There's knows? several Mormon texts that say it's in Missouri. Yeah. Have yes. you ever been through Missouri? I've never been through Missouri. There's but no I've Garden of Eden there. <laughs> let, let me just throw that out there. That moment later and later we find out it was. <laughs> Yeah, Crazy that God. moment where we find out that all of our listeners are from Missouri, and now we oh have my none. God. And Creighton's gonna be like, "I'll be darned." <laughs> I'm, oh. gonna, I'm gonna text. I'm you. sorry, Missouri. I. <laughs> I'm gonna text you. How dare you? <laughs> oh my gosh! But it, it, some people believe it's in Turkey. Some people really believe it's in Turkey. They do have a national park where they they have a big old ark. Some people believe it's the real ark. Some people think it's just I don't know. I'm confused on that one, but you know, there's all there, people really do look for this. Well, stuff. you know, the Bible actually gives you several clues as to where it is because it's technically supposed to be between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. Like, yes, in the Bible Africa, actually right? mentions that. Uh, well, it says they run through them. Right, yeah. and so it would have to be somewhere along those rivers because those rivers have had that name for as long as recorded human history. Right. So it's that funny. would be like Mesopotamia. 
Yeah. It's so funny how, like, we're, like, in today's North America, like, it wasn't named, but they were, like, Euphrates, that's that river. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, really, it's funny how some things change and some things just don't. But also, a lot of people think that it's possible in the Sahara Desert. And I'm like, okay, because, you know, well, they the also... The Sahara Desert used to have water exactly. and everything, so... Well, um, we're going to have to get into this one day because they found one of the oldest human remains ever found was in Africa. Yeah. And people believe that's where the origin of humankind was. Well, uh, do you know what mitochondrial DNA is? Are you talking about like the Adam and Eve gene? Or, well, uh, uh, basically what it is, is mitochondrial DNA is something that you get from your mother. Right. And over most generations, it doesn't change. And so they have, or, I mean, it changes, but only slightly. Right. From each person because it's passed directly from mother to child. And so you can actually follow mitochondrial DNA down through the female lines of your family. And they say that they have found one of the oldest living relatives of most of humanity in Africa. Yeah. yeah. That's what they said. They, 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 it's called the Out of Africa. Yeah, they call theory. her the Eve. Yeah, they, that's what I said, the Adam and Eve. That's what mm -hmm. I remember. And it's so funny, but he feels like he found the Garden of Eden. Which, I really do need to kind of brush back up on this because I'm actually getting more fascinated as we talk about it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Columbus was the one to find it, if anything. Um, and it, honestly, when I think of Christianity being spread around the world, I think of how many people do we just know who go to Afra, who, Africa, who go to all these countries to do missionary work. Yeah. I mean, so I just don't think that was Columbus. Maybe it was a part of it. I don't know. But... I, I just don't think he did a good job if that's what he's trying to do. You know, whatever. So number three, a last crusade must take back the Holy Land from the Muslims. That's what it says. This is not what, you know, yeah. This is what it says that he talked about. And that when Christ comes, he will come back in the place he lived and died, which is Jerusalem. Okay, we all know that. So for fourth one, a last world emperor must be chosen. So, Columbus had chosen, at least in his mind, um, <laughs> Ferdinand and Isabella, which is so convenient because it was like, you're like, oh, they're my homeboys. They're, they're my, they're my I think my it's friends. more like, uh, will y'all sign off on this book if I go yeah. really ham? Yeah. And, oh, and also, you know, he was like, oh, they're so, they're so Christian. They're so religious. And to be fair, they, they were more religious than some of the contemporaries. That is true. That they is were true. staunch Catholic. I just find it humorous that he's like, oh, they're so great. But then he went behind their backs and was being a turd. Terrible. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, he you know, he felt like they would fulfill that position due to, the, due to their power and religious conviction. So, you know, the last world emperor would be necessary to lead the crusade against the Muslims and to greet Christ at Jerusalem once the previous steps have been completed. So, we're here now, and they've been dead for a long time. Uh, first of all, Jesus can rise people from the dead, Jessica. It doesn't I mean, mean anything. I don't think it's going to be them, though. I don't either. What? Well, watch. It'll happen. I'll be like, well, I'm done. All right. I'm going to text Crate. Did you see this? Watch. It's going to be on live television because everything's recorded now. It's going to be on Facebook Live. I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But, or at least someone's going to try it, but... If I recall, though, the rapture is supposed to be in a twinkling of an eye. It's supposed to be really quick. So, I don't know. I just, I don't want to make fun of it because I, I was raised religiously. But it's so funny how humans can be so arrogant to assume that they're so high up there. 
has to be almost equal with God or Jesus. Yeah, that he's that he's yeah. the chosen. That's that's where I kind of I'm I'm not only not skeptical, but I'm just like shut up, dude. You know what I mean? Right. But I was kind of fascinated by that that he that he thought so much of himself. So let's talk about his death, okay? Which a lot of people were very happy for, sadly, but truthfully. So toward the end of his life, he kept getting influenza, and he was just not doing well, okay? So like I said, he lived to be like 54 years old, which is. Ooh. A lot for it's them. It's older than I want to... No, I'm kidding. It is older than I want to die. Than I want to live to be, honestly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't want to get old. I have a fear of getting old, but... Okay. That's only one other option. <sighs> Botox. Uh. No, that's not going to stop the creak in your bones. I mean, like, like watching family people die around you. That's that's the thing. I don't want my dog to die before me. I'm, I, I kind of hope it does. Because they don't have that long of lifespans, and I'd hate to lose you. Oh, that was sweet, but sad. I'll be that lady that like has my dog stuffed and carry it around with me. I'm like, you want to pet Frankie? And you know what? We, like, no. we we can't be friends at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Here, let me just set him on the table while we record. It, uh, Jess, I'm gonna need you to put him in the floor. <laughs> at least in the floor. You ever seen Coraline? That movie when the dogs are all stuffed and like they kept. They keep making them angel outfits for when they die. That's gonna be me. <sighs> I depress myself sometimes. <coughs> but anyways, so, <laughs> so like, he, you know, he was actually bleeding from the eyeballs. Yeah, Creighton just gave me like, what? <laughs> and he had temporary blindness and attacks of what was he thought was gout. To be fair, you'd have temporary blindness too. If you have like blood out of your eyes. That freaks me out. That junk creeps me out. Really does. I don't I don't know whenever I see No, yeah, bleeding from the eye well, blindness does freak me out, but like I would rather lose a limb than go blind. I would. Did you know uh, losing your taste like complete like if you have a brain injury you can lose your taste bud, like feeling being able to taste? Uh, no. No, I can't. Well, anyways, he was bleeding from the eyes. <laughs> Think about all the contests you could win. What do you mean? Well, they have, like, contests. See who can eat, like, the nastiest stuff, and if you can't taste it. It's, sometimes it's a mind thing, though, when you see it. Close your eyes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Close your eyes. Just smart aleck. I love you, but there's no way I could do it. Mm-mm. So, as you can imagine, though, the attacks that he had were getting worse with age. Right. I mean, it's a part of life, and it happens no matter what. So, sometimes he would be bedridden for, like, months. Like, I'm, look, at that point, take me around back. Let me Just let me go. Just shoot me. Could month, lay in bed for over, like, for months? No, I think not. No, Don't no. worry. We'll treat you like old yeller. Yeah, yes. Yes, take me out back and just shoot me. Jeez, or flip me over and let me suffocate. One. I'm going to miss you, boy. I'm going to miss you, boy. <laughs> You know, I don't ever get Mr. Harkins, the English teacher, picked that book out for me. <laughs> and I trusted him. And I read that. It was a good book. Shut up. No, it wasn't. It, it was as good as Marley and Me. That was a good movie. It was very sad. Yeah, uh, sadness doesn't make it bad, Jess. Sadness doesn't make it bad. I'm that, one, I'm that person that always wants a happy ending. I, I do. I'm one of those. But one of them delusional people. Sadly, well, not so sadly, Columbus did not have... A happy ending. Okay. So, like, 
That makes me feel a warm and fuzzy on the inside. <laughs> so like, according to Dr. Frank Arnett, he's a rheumatologist and professor of internal medicine, pathology, and laboratory medicine at the University of Texas Medical School at Houston. Whew, that was long. Um, it seemed like that Columbus actually um, had reactive arthritis from food poisoning on one of his ocean voyages because of poor sanitation and proper food preparation. However, I also read it's possibly STD, brought on by STD. I could see that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, maybe, like, early AIDS or something. Like, I could see something. Like, an immune issue. But, well, we don't know about that. But, so, like I said, he would die on May 20th of 1506. So, his remains... Okay, this is the fun part. Okay, so I told you... You're like, is it really fun? Yeah. <laughs> I told you I went and saw his quote-unquote remains in San Domingo in Dominican Republic. Here's the thing. Um, supposedly his body is somewhere else and they will people will fight you on it so <laughs> so his remains were first uh, in uh, at a monastery in Spain in southern Spain but by the will of his son Diego who um, who had been governor and his who actually I didn't realize this, he got actually became governor of Hispaniola governor governor after his death I don't know I feel like if I was like like Isabella or them I'll be like hmm think I want another one of those but they gave him a chance you know so in 1542 his remains were actually transferred to back to San Domingo so Spain San Domingo and in the present day you know which is Dominican Republic so in 1795 when France took over the entire island of Hispaniola Columbus's remains were moved to Havana Cuba so after Cuba became independent following the Spanish-American War in 1898, <laughs> the remains were moved back to Spain. So, hold up. Here's the word that. So, however, a lead box bearing an inscription identifying Don Christopher Colombo and containing bone fragments and a bullet was discovered in 1877 back in Santa Domingo. So, it's important to know when you talk about the remains that were moved this is kind of gross but it's true that were moved from like cuba to spain back to here everywhere there were parts of him yeah not all of him so <laughs> he's like a little puzzle piece walking around <laughs> not not quite walking uh, uh carried around. you know if you believe in ghosts you know, I hope he's in torment because he was he tormented people. You hope he's like Peg Leg Pete just hopping oh along God. because they took the other leg somewhere else. You know it's a shame if they don't do American Horror Story thing on this. It'll be a shame. Yeah, if they do it like Roanoke, then it'll be a mercy. Because Roanoke's episode was awful. You didn't like Roanoke? I did not. I actually liked Roanoke. I don't like the shooting style of it. I like the storyline. I don't like the Like how style. half of it was like a... Documentary, movie. and then it would like zoom out, and you're back at the... I didn't like that. I guess. I kind of don't know. I, I was interested that it was different. Oh, yeah. No, definitely different. And I watched all the episodes. Can't I say that about this new season. I think we should discuss that uh, that season in a little bit. What do you think? In a little while. Oh, yeah. Like the next recording. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that. I'm almost done, though. Let me tell you about his remains real quick, and then we will finish up, and we will... Well, I have a question when you finish. Okay, go ahead. No, but go when ahead. you finish. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, like, it's important to note, someone, they finally were like, let's do DNA. Let's check and see who, who is who. All right. So, 
It's also kind of sketch, though, because the people of Dominican Republic, I'm sure they had their reasons, but they're like, we don't want you to look at our remains and see what the DNA is. They, yeah. They were like, no, which is, is kind of, for us who want to know, it's like, wow, that's kind of dumb, but it well, is if a it's part not of their them, culture. It, yeah. Well, it brings them money, too, if we're going to be honest. Yeah. And that's important. They don't, they're not really a very rich country, or they considered a country island whatever you know they're not i mean they're not like i've seen poor countries but they you know it, break, revenue doesn't hurt anybody yeah you know at the end of the day and that brings in a lot of people and it's beautiful so like the building is like a ginormous cross white cross which is kind of funny i say i don't know i find it humorous whenever i think of him as a christian because i don't think he's i find christian. it humorous when i think of him as a prophet Oh my God. <laughs> well, I find it humorous because my last name is Prophet. <laughs> you know, he's not a prophet. I'm a prophet. <laughs> yeah. And they make a prophet. They oh! get. Hey! Are we corny? Oh yeah, we're definitely corny. Oh my corny. God. Well. Anyway, <laughs> so they did the DNA testing on the remains in Spain, but could not test the remains because you know this happened in the Dominican Republic because they were like, Nah, we good. This was in 2003 by the way. I went two years ago, and none of them told me this. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You're making me laugh. Because my brain just works different than most people did. <laughs> well, if, if it worked like everyone else's, we would not be having a podcast You're right, right. But all my brain keeps going, the remains in Spain stay mainly in the plains. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that later. <laughs> Oh, look what you made me do. Okay, hold on. Not sponsored by Taylor Swift, but, you know, could be. But if she's willing. If she's willing, so are we. So, even though I don't like any of her music, I'm just going to throw that out there. I like, look what you made me do. I don't, and that's stuck in my head now. Thank you. You're welcome. So, they believe that the body in Spain is Christopher due to the DNA, however. They also said that some of the remains in San Domingo could also be Christopher. So, but, you know, that remains, you know, we still don't necessarily know. However, let me tell you what I was told when I was in San Domingo. Okay. okay. So, it's so funny. You're going to hear different stories no matter what. But my tour guide told us, and he's a native to San Domingo, that the, what, when they were taking the remains from San Domingo to Cuba, they accidentally took Diego's body parts instead. Really? Yeah. So, with that being said, you could, and, and, and this is also what my tour guide kind of said, you know, as far as the DNA goes, well, he's his son. Right. Who was reportedly looked very similar to right. his fa father, so his DNA could be extremely similar. Well, I mean, they would be almost identical except for, like, some right. matriarchal thing. Depend yeah, depending, yeah. you know. And, um, and who knows, sometimes some children just are way more genetically like their father, even though they came from their mother, you know? Yeah, their father just may have had more dominant genes. Exactly. And so, with that being said, um, what was really weird about the DNA that they took from, which is now, it's now in Spain, is it did not look to be around the age of Christopher Columbus. So, Aww. it could be pieces of Christopher and with, with pieces of Diego. Or, it could just be Diego. Correct. But until Dominican Republic, you know, the, they were they're willing to release his body to be checked. They're not going to do it. 
So okay. that's it for me. Did you have? You said you had a question. Yeah, I did. So I know you said that Christopher actually did not accomplish his original goal in going, but you know there's a myth that we didn't um, we didn't cover. What? Oh no. So the myth that we were taught in high school, mm-hmm. or elementary school, by high school we already knew it more than likely and forgot about it. Right? <laughs> was. The fact that Christopher Columbus set sail from Spain to prove that the world was round. Right. But people have known that the world was round since the Greeks. Yeah. Like, and that's one thing. I don't even know, like, where it came from. I don't know why it stuck around. I don't know why flat earthers exist. It blows my mind. We're gonna, we got to do that because I'm we so are. Because I love to believe that because I know somebody very close to me who is a flat earther. No, it's not Nate. Oh, I he's gonna he's gonna whisper it to me so that way if Nathan hears this, Nate's not gonna be offended. It's not Nate, but I'm gonna tell you it's someone. Don't tell your dad. Don't tell your dad. I told you that. <laughs> I'm not. You da- your Let's da- see how your good dad, this mic is. Though. Your dad. <laughs> <laughs> your dad will text and be like, "So, her, you believe that the Earth is flat?" <laughs> Oh, well, all right. That's just the only myth I want to uh, <laughs> do because that was not Christopher Columbus's original goal. It was to find wealth for Spain, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, just one. It's all about the money the in the long run. It's about God and money. At the end of the day, it's all about the money, money, money. money. We don't need your money, money, money. I, we do. We want you to have a great day. From <laughs> what was that? Well, it's from Jess and Craig. <laughs> it's oh dear Lord, boom. <laughs> All right, guys. With that, we're just going to close You're the show. You're welcome. Have we'll a great day. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.